morning, everybody. Morning. Good to see everybody this morning. Slightly chilly outside. Waiting to see who was all going to be here. How many of you wanted to trek to Coles and come to church this morning? But I'm glad. Glad we're in the house of God. Go we'll get started this morning. Um, prayer request for Brother Gary. He uh, leaving Sister Marquita's last night. Slipped on her steps and twisted his ankle. He wanted to be here this morning, but he was kind of hurting, so pray for him and then whoever else that we need to pray for. All those we've been lifting up in uh, White River, uh, Canada, and all the dear brothers and sisters that we know. Amen. And Brother Craig and Sister Karen, Lord willing, will be up here for the end of this month and then Keep uh, Brother Luke Wethy and Sister Savannah in your prayer. We're praying for God's will for them. Amen. And uh, hallelujah. So if you would all stand, I'd like to ask Brother Aaron to lead us in prayer this morning. Your deacons and tenders, go ahead and come on up. for complaining is uh, look to him. Amen. Nothing to complain about and look yeah. to him. Everything about him is good. Amen. He brought us together in his name. Let's take full advantage. Let's seek him with all our hearts. Amen. Amen. His presence is here, so let's just entreat him. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, we thank you, Lord God, once again for this great salvation. And as your people follow, let us work out our own salvation and prayer and trembling. Amen. Always believe and trust in you, Father. Our love for you abounding, O oh God. Amen. Understand, Father, what you did for us and give your life, Father. And shed your blood for us to be thankful to you, Father. Amen. To bless you, Father. To worship your spirit and truth, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Almighty God, bless you today, for this morning. Let your Holy Ghost minister to us all. Let your Holy Ghost anoint, O oh God. The people of God, the man of God. To preach your word, O oh God. Let us receive. Amen. Let's walk by faith. Let's be doers of your word. Let us, O oh God, do our testimony. We praise and glory and honor to thy name, Father. Have your way here today, Father. Let us be one mind, one accord. All of you, Father. Amen, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. You bless and praise, O God. You made that way for us, Father. Oh, we praise you. We worship you, O oh God. Have your way in this place, O oh God. Kansas, Father, 
always think about that. That name wasn't, wasn't revealed until the night he was born. I just always imagine those angels just standing there just waiting for the time. For the time. <laughs> Amen. I'm so thankful for that name. 58 in your head, no
Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. Walk 
present. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Just can't ignore that. And if we're not trying to entreat his spirit, then we're in dire need. And I hope we don't deny that. Beautiful just to feel the presence of the Lord the way we're coming in this way. And I know pretty much he's probably just waiting for, you know, for those who really need uh, something from God that need a touch from God. He's just waiting for you to reach out. Amen. The place where we should not should not hold back. Yeah. Like a hospital, you go to a hospital for care. Yeah. This is a spiritual hospital. Right. Yeah. And we need his care. Yeah. We need his touch this morning. Praise God. And he will definitely he promised he will give us rest he will lighten our load our burden praise God you know there's some changes out there coming in we're not done yet a few more details that have to be uh, done and we're trying to get it ready service this morning we had to do a lot of cleaning up yesterday but there's just a few little odds and ends as far as the fellowship hall and of course there's going to be some dramatic changes uh, hopefully lord willing by the time we come back next weekend we'll have our we're eliminating that door and we're putting a double door right there underneath the clock and uh, of course the the restrooms the hallway just a lot of little uh, Stuff that we need to touch up on, finish it off, and, and of course, uh, moving our attention over here to my left, to the office over here, that all has to be done. And just little by little, and if you notice, we have a, what would you call that? A money meter. Oh, yeah. Donation meter. Uh, uh, a donation. Uh, if you would just take time to look at it after service this morning and see what we're trying to do, we're trying to raise money for uh, tables and chairs. And uh, we have a certain goal and certain time. So if you look at that, and if you feel like you can contribute, that's fine. Um, I want to thank everybody for their their help and their support. Everybody that's been doing all this work, and of course, I know everybody can't be here all at the same time. And I know some of you can't help with the work. That's fine. But uh, thank everybody for your support. Everything that you do for this church. But this fellowship, it's your fellowship, it's, it's your church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever we put into it is what we are going to get That's out right. of it. Yeah. And so I appreciate all of you that help and all of you that have been faithful in your giving and your prayers and your attendance, because that's all part of it. Amen. And uh, so you see those changes. Um, next week, uh, there will be uh, Sunday school for the... Uh, the older generation as far as the teenage group 
will resume next week. So you will be having Sunday school next week, starting next week. Uh, uh, there will be Sunday school for the smaller ones this morning. So I'm gonna make sure we got everything done and situated in that room. So amen, amen, amen. Yep. So all you younger people can be dismissed to your Sunday school class. Hallelujah. That is uh, an advanced class, by the way. <laughs> an advanced class. Never realized how delicate. Of course, I guess I do. The tip of your fingers are. Uh, James sustained a minor injury on his finger, and we were putting the four down with the rubber mallet and missed his mark and hit the tip of his finger and, and took off the skin of his finger <laughs> on a hand that he plays bass on. So I asked uh, him, "How's your finger this morning?" He said, "Oh, it's alright." And myself, I got a little thing here that I got a sliver and it hasn't closed yet, but man, that thing is sensitive. And that, you know, when you play guitar and that's the place where I fret that guitar, and it's like, you can feel it. <laughs> so those little, little places that you don't think are really important, those, yeah. when, you, when, you're, yeah. when you're injured there, you can lose it, it makes a big difference. You don't think that, praise God, so. We made it through phone service anyway. <laughs> but I was looking forward to worshiping the Lord this morning. I woke up with excitement, expectation. And I knew we were in for a bit of cold weather, but I thought to myself, you know, I want to go to the house of God. And I almost had them uh, put a uh, post on Facebook, on a Facebook page saying that, if those of you feel like it's too cold for you, you can stay home. If you don't want to come out in the cold. I almost put that post on there, but I, you know what? I forgot to. And the reason why That's I forgot to. Amen. If I would have said that, everybody probably would have stayed home. That would have been your legitimate excuse to stay home. But as I did a lot of things, I forgot to bring the podcast, the camera. This morning, I had it all ready. I forgot to bring the schedule for ushers. What's that tell you? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's the best one I heard yet. Excited to be in the house of God. Praise God. So we'll get there. Amen. One way or another, we'll all get there. Amen. Uh, it's a battle struggle, a lot of things happening in your life, I know that, but one thing is if you just stay focused on the Lord, everything will be fine, everything will be fine, you'll get there, you'll, you'll survive, you'll live, you'll overcome, you're already victorious and you don't even yeah. know it. That's right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> 
Yeah, we've already won the battle. Let's always be reminded of that. The battle's already been won. Hallelujah. You can turn your attention this morning to the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. One thing that amazes me, and I'm not, I guess, I don't have the, I'm not excited about technology. I'm just trying to say that. I'm not excited about technology. Sometimes I get a little overwhelmed by it. And uh, any of you ever try to carry on three or four conversations and people are texting you all at the same time? <laughs> and uh, use that little ding, or however your message alert is. And you go, oh, okay, somebody text me. Here comes someone. <laughs> Here comes another one. Same same thing. Three or four people text you at the same time, and here you are trying to answer them. How many of you ever sent the wrong answer to the wrong person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you go, oh man. Then they go, what? I <laughs> was for somebody else. I'm talking to more than one person right now. Amen. Well, this morning, uh, the Lord was has been dealing on with my heart about certain things and uh, and I know this um, things are going to change drastically yeah. and we're going to have to change drastically that's right and, and uh, it was like uh, when the Lord was talking to me about this morning and, and all of a sudden here comes another thought in and probably because he knew I was in a place where I was listening to him guess what he did he not only gave me the word for this morning but he gave me the word for this evening Amen. so I received two text messages from the Lord Amen. Amen. Well, that's something, isn't it? So I figured, well, if I could pay enough attention to all those people that text me at the same time, I have to pay attention to what the Lord's telling me. Amen. Amen. uh, So this evening's already taken care of. That's amazing, isn't it? Uh, Obviously, he knows. But if you're in a situation where you you know what it's like to hear from God and your spirit is sensitive enough to discern the spirit of God and here, here he is speaking to you, that's something... To be able to have an ear to hear the Lord. And I say that because we all are given that ability to do that. To hear the Lord. To hear the voice of God. And it's important for us to be sensitive to his voice. To hear him when he speaks to us. I believe this with all my heart. Some of you hear the Lord. You hear him every day. But guess what? Some of you don't pay attention. He obviously throws something in your heart. Your conscience. Paul said, our conscience bears witness. So whatever God tells you in your conscience, your spirit, your human spirit, your conscience bears witness to what God's telling you. And I know know one thing. He's telling some of you a lot of things. So we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to what the Lord is telling you because obviously he wants you to, amen, 
to go down the right path, to make the right choices, to do what is pleasing in His sight. You're going to find out that uh, when you do that, your life is going to be better. Amen. And to some extent, it's going to be a little easier. Amen. You're going to be able to experience <laughs> joy, contentment, satisfaction, relief. Huh? Yeah. Well, anyway, Isaiah, did I give you a chapter? Oh, wow. Isaiah 33. Isaiah 33, and we'll begin right around verse number 5. I don't want to go into the whole scenario around what Isaiah is saying here, what was happening to Israel. I'm not, I'm not really concerned about that, this history here, why he said this at this particular time. I'm not going to pay attention to that. I'm just going to bring up this scripture verse and uh, talk to you about that this morning. But the, the Bible says, the Lord is exalted. For he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Now, I'll elaborate on that just a little bit momentarily. He hath filled Zion with righteousness and judgment. That's what the judgment and righteousness. He has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Of course, Zion, he was talking about Jerusalem, the capital, the worship center of Jerusalem, religiously, and even the kingdom of Israel, Zion, the capital. Type and shadow of the New Testament church, Zion, the capital. And, and he said he has filled it with judgment and righteousness so right here in in the church he has filled the church with judgment and righteousness that's why the bible says that judgment must begin at the house of god so judgment has to begin here at the house of god now let me explain that word judgment it means this our ability to be able to discern and judge things and decide. Because of that, because of what we receive in the Lord, we'll go on a little further here now. He says that, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the, the, the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. Do you see that? And strength of salvation, the fear of the Lord, is his treasure. Hallelujah. That's something, isn't it? And so when we take a look at that, what he's saying there, there's so much that's contained in these two passages of Scripture that we need to uh, 
take into our mind and into our spirit this morning. I believe that's what the Lord wants us to do, especially right now in this day, in this hour that we are living in and what we are witnessing, and even in our nation, what's happening in our country and all over this world. Man, I tell you what, if it's knowledge we need right now, if it's wisdom we need right now, if it's discernment we need right now, this is the place that we can Amen. Receive this. Yeah. Praise God. And uh, so you think about that. So let's just take a little look now. He said, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times. Now, when he says stability, this is what he means. Stability means firmness. It means security. It means moral fidelity. Woo. Moral fidelity. Now, if you want a, even a further definition of that, this is what moral fidelity means. The quality or state of being faithful. Everybody hear that? Yeah. I only hear a few amens. Yeah. Moral fidelity, the quality or state of being faithful. Yes. Man, that's something we have to achieve, isn't it? Yeah. Especially right now. Okay? It means firmness, security, moral fidelity, and here's the other part of it, steadiness. Or the ability to stand. Yeah. So, we want to put it all together. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the, the stability of thy times. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. Everybody say wisdom. Wisdom. Knowledge. Knowledge shall be the stability of your times. Then he says, the fear of the Lord is his treasure. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. So let me comment a little bit on the fear of the Lord. Let's just do, somebody might say, well, when he talks about the fear of the Lord, uh, that kind of goes, the definition is a little bit broad because the fear of the Lord means to honor him, to respect him, to acknowledge him. Amen. Okay, does everybody get that? Amen. The fear of the Lord means to honor him, to respect him, to acknowledge him. Amen. Not just once in a while, every day. Yes. Amen. 24 hours a day, seven Amen. days of the week, yes. 52 weeks in the year. Amen. We're to fear, we're to respect him, we're to honor him, we're to acknowledge him. Acknowledge the word. The, acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways, yeah. Yeah. huh? Amen. And He shall direct thy paths, right. as it says in Proverbs three, isn't it? Yeah. Acknowledge the Lord in all thy ways, and He shall direct thy paths. In other words, honor Him, respect Him, acknowledge Him. In other words, you know what? We're focusing. That's being focused. That's being focused. Uh, it always happens this way, and, and when you tell people certain things, you know they're not focused because 
Uh, I'm, I'm one that is, you know, I, working what I used to work in, in, in the job I used to work in. Uh, amen. When, when you tell people certain things, if you're, if you're a, uh, like we were talking about, a foreman or a superintendent, you're a person that you're there and, and you're the one that basically is in charge. You're going to put everything in, in place. You're going to run everything. You're going to make everything go smooth. Everything's done properly. So you know what you do? You, you give people directives. You let people know what they need to do. And, and you can tell if people are focused because if you tell them, you should be able just to tell them once. Yeah. And if they're focused, they're going to listen. They're going to pay attention. And what you tell them, you know what you're going to do? They're going to carry out their plan, your plan. Yeah. They're going to carry out your directives. But you can tell when people aren't focused because you know what? They'll come back and they'll say, what, what did you say? Yeah. Yeah. How, did you, how, how did you tell me to do that? Well, obviously you weren't focused and obviously you weren't listening. Well, anyway, how many of you understand what the fear of the Lord is? How many of you don't understand what the fear of the Lord is? Well, let's don't be afraid to raise your hand. If you don't know, raise your hand. How many do not understand? Well, here, 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 let me ask you a question. How many of you know how or know what the key is or the steps that you need to take to receive Wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So only one person here. Don't be, hey, 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 be honest. If you don't know, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Praise God. So how many, how many of you would want to know how to be able to receive that wisdom and that knowledge and that Amen. understanding? Raise your hand. Okay, well, let me show you how. I'm going to side sidetrack from my study this morning just to show you that. Because fear is important to us. Yeah. I'm not saying that. Right. Yeah. Not that kind of fear. Right. I'm talking about honoring him, yeah. respecting him, Amen. acknowledging him. Yeah. yeah. So look what he says. Let's go to Job 28. There is... <clears throat> Two questions that are asked here, two, two in this in this dialogue here in Job 28, in, in verse, you'll, look, you'll be looking at verses 12, 20, and 28, but look what he says in verse number 12, he said, where shall wisdom be found? That's a question. Where shall wisdom be found? Then he says, and where is the place of understanding? Everybody see that? Yes. He's asking the question there. Where shall wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding? Then you go down there in verse number 20. He says, whence then cometh wisdom? So how does wisdom come? Where shall it be found and how does it come? Two important questions. Okay? And where is the place of understanding? Woo! Amen. Amazing, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The answer is a lot simpler than you can, than you think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Yeah. People don't realize it. How can I attain 
wisdom? How can I attain knowledge? How can I attain understanding? How can I receive all that? Let me tell you something. God wants to bless you. Yeah. Why? Because wisdom and knowledge should be the stability of your times. Amen. 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 It's important. So he answers that question in verse number 28. Look what he says. And unto man, he said, Behold. Behold. You know what that means? Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> Take a look at this. Huh? Focus your attention on this. It's important for you to know this. Behold. The fear of the Lord. You see that? Yeah. The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. So when you honor him, when you acknowledge him, huh? That is the that is wisdom. When you look to him, when you're when you're focused on what he wants to impart to you, that is wisdom. Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Amen. So if we want to understand, if we want to receive what, what he's talking about here, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of that time of, of, of thy times, then we need to understand there's, there's two things we have to do. There's, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All right? And to depart from evil is understanding. So in other words, if we're going to receive understanding, we need to get away from evil. We need to walk away from sin. Because how could you ever understand? You know why? That's why a lot of people do not understand God right now. Because you know what? They're still living in sin. They're still engulfed with evil. Wow. So all we have to do is All we have to do is just fear the Lord. Acknowledge Him, reverence Him, all that. Amen. So, why is this important? Because it's the stability of our times. It's the stability of our times. Regardless of what's going on in this world right now, uh, like I said earlier, here's the thing. There's going to be some drastic changes all of us are going to have to make. We have to decide if we want to follow God. That's right. Yeah. Amen. And leave the world alone. We have to decide if we are going to follow God. And give up our life of sin. Give up all our abominations. Huh? All the immorality that we were so used to living in before we were saved. That's what we have to do. We have to make that decision. You know, uh, I know I, I, I ministered on this a while ago. But does anybody know what a paradigm shift is? Mm -hmm. 
your mind, your whole mind changing to another direction. In other words, if you believed, if you had certain thoughts, you believed a certain way, guess what? A paradigm shift, it, it means this. Your whole mind is going to shift and go to another direction. That's a paradigm shift. Some of us need a paradigm shift right now. Yeah. Am I making sense? Amen. The way we think, our attitude, yeah. our attitude is really the manifestation of whatever spirit. We are harboring. Oh, psychologists always try to put it. A, a word on it, a term, and they always try to figure that out, but they don't realize that we're more than just intellect. We're more than just material matter, a physical being. They don't—they fail to understand that we are spirit, and we have contact with spirits. Our spirit is sensitive to other spirits, and our our our, our spirit is submissive to other spirits. So that's why when these evil spirits come along and they they contact your human spirit, guess what? And some of them seem to appeal to your human nature. Yeah. Guess what? You, 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 obviously, you let them have dominion over you. You let them have dominion over your will, huh? yeah. over your mind. So if they can defeat your will and your mind, that's, they, then, then, then everything else will fall in place to their, to what their, their influence to you. Am I making sense? Yeah. So that's why I say your attitude is obviously influenced by a spirit that has come in and has changed your perspective. So there's a lot of people that are confused right now because they don't know who they are. Because the spirits come in and say, hey. Yeah, amen. You're a boy, but start thinking like a girl. Or you're a girl, start thinking like a boy. Confusion comes in, yep. and you know what? You weren't born that way. That's right. You were born a man. You were born a woman. You were born a girl. You were born a boy. You weren't born that way. You weren't born with those thoughts. And the devil just come in, and the devil's just trying to rearrange your life. Let me tell you something. Let go of that confusion. Let go of that those ungodly thoughts. Because God made you who you are. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure that out. Yeah. That's why people have attitudes. That's why people have attitudes. I feel for some of you. I'm not a judge. I'm not a bad guy. Every time we go to church, boy, pastor sure likes to talk about me. I don't even know anything about you. How about that? But God knows. You come in here, you're 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 in the light. That's right. Light's gonna shine into darkness. Like the Bible says, light's gonna reprove darkness. Every time I come, she's always talking about that. No, I'm not. I want to do something. But see, see that happens to us. And, and, and let me tell you something. Living for Jesus is not just a confession. That's right. Living for Jesus is action. Amen. 
Living for Jesus is you need to have a paradigm shift. Amen. You need to get rid of all the ungodly thoughts, all your ungodly ways, right. even the worldly ways. Amen. Let me tell you something. If we're going to survive in these, in these end times, in these last days, we're going to have to let go of the world. I'm almost coming to the point now where I'm going to say, hey, you know what? We need to get rid of these things. This is everybody's life. I'm talking about a lot of people. This is their life. Can't live without it. You know what? You can sit across the table and just have a normal conversation. Praise the Lord, Brother Junior. I don't have to text you. Sit at the same table and we're texting one another. Little do we know it. We think, oh, this is handy. But you know what? This is the word, this is the very medium that yeah. Big Brother's going to be able to keep yeah. out on you. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling a, a concern. I'm feeling caution in the spirit. Brother Dan said something that just hit me yesterday in our conversation. He said, you know what? We're gonna, it's going to come down to We're going to have to start writing letters to one another. That's right. Here's the other thing. You ever wonder why this is bad? You ever wonder why this is bad? Because you know what they're teaching our kids in school now? They're teaching them how to print. <laughs> they're not teaching them cursing. And you know what? If, it, 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 whether you realize this or not, they, you develop a electronic signature. Yeah. And we go, oh wow, that's fancy. But you know what? You're just going right into their system. So some some young people don't even know how to write cursive. And I know some of you are probably some of you young people are saying, what's that? <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. Hold on to this. The Holy Ghost is moving here. All right. Because all of you have a personality. So here they do. They want you to print your name. Learn how to print your name. Do you know how to print your name, Junior? Print, just print your name. Just write your name down. Okay. So all you have to do is put J-R. <laughs> but can you write it in cursive? You know what cursive is? Cursive is your personality. Because everybody, look at everybody's signatures. It's all unique. Nobody has their the same signature. We all have different signatures. Huh? You know why doctors, you can't read their handwriting? Because their brains are all messed up. Too much intellectual knowledge. So they want to take away your personality. Hey, don't learn how to write cursive. You know why? Because here's the part of our human nature. They want to take your personality, they'll take away your fight. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Amen. Wow, that's great. That's right. Amen. Woo! Come on. Wow. That's the 
trying to get the whole world to make that paradigm shift to that one world. But we need a paradigm shift the other way. It's important for us. It's important for us. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy time and strength of salvation. That's going to be our strength of salvation. Amen. Wisdom and knowledge. Every time I go home from youth group, I tell myself, man, I need to pray for my mind. I read my Bible every day. How many of you read your Bible every day? Amen. Be honest. Amen. Only a few of you? Ooh, man. No wonder uh, we're spirit, spiritually ignorant. Yeah. Get a relationship with your Bible. Amen. Amen. Just like you have a relationship with your cell phone. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's it. Huh? That will be more better for you than that would be the best decision you've ever made. That would be the best action you've ever taken. Hallelujah. There might come a day when I stand from this pulpit and I say, okay, all parents, I want you to remove all iPads. And take away your kids' iPhones. Somebody probably said, well, he's a dictator. But you know what? We're fighting a losing battle in our homes. That's right. Our children are being influenced and brainwashed by the world. Through all these devices, through the medium. Through the media, the medium, or whatever. And we're wondering why am I struggling so much? Why are spirits manifesting themselves in my home? Well, yeah. you just open the door to them. Yeah. Right. Come right in. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus. I almost feel this setting is like uh, a setting we have in treatment. It's called healthy communication. But what we do is we isolate our clients and we isolate their family members, their husband or their wife, and sometimes, sometimes their children, but not all the time. We isolate them. And we start to talk about the issues that are deep-seated in them that cause them problems. And we want them to communicate. We want them to have healthy communication. Not communications to where they're uh, using swear words and all this kind of stuff. Talking lingo, the worldly lingo. And using that, that's not healthy communication. You kids, quit calling your parents. Don't be saying, hey. Say mom or dad. Grandma or grandpa, that's respectful. Don't call me by my first name. There's some of you young people that call me by my first name. Don't call me by my first name. I'm your pastor. That's right. If I'm your grandpa, call me grandpa, but don't say Harold. That's right. Amen. 
we need to have healthy communication. But when we do that, we start to break down the barriers and the walls. That's what's the good thing about healthy communication. You'll start to break down the barriers and walls. You know what some of you need to have? A good breakdown. A good breakdown. Some of you need to cry. A good, healthy cry. Let go of a lot of things that you're holding right now. Getting rid of a lot of your stinking thinking. That's what I feel right now in the spirit. Let them walls and those barriers, those bulwarks come crumbling down. That's what needs to lower your defenses when you come to the house of God. Lower your defenses. If there's any time you need to put those defenses in, that's when the world and the devil yeah. kind of come at you. Right. Then let those defenses pull up. Yes. But not in the presence of God. Amen. Man, I'm feeling something. Hallelujah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just trying to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Why is that important? Well, look at First Chronicles 16.30. Chronicles 16.30, this is what it says. Fear before him all the earth. The world also shall be stable. Wow. That it be not moved. Man. Everybody can come into this. Everybody can have stability. Everybody say stability. stability. That's what everybody needs. Stability. Everybody needs security. Amen. You know why people are insecure? It's obvious they don't have security. That's why they're insecure. That's why they're just, you know, when you're insecure, let me tell you something. Oh, man, let's go further again. Hallelujah. You're apprehensive. <laughs> My wife and I took a step of faith in coming over here. We didn't see a contract on paper, black and white. All we had was the word of the Lord speaking to us by the Holy Ghost. He said, go, and I will take care of you. That's all he needed to say to me. I said, okay. Yes, Jesus. Here I am. He said, go, and I will take care of you. So here I am. Living by faith. That's what some of you need to come close to God and start living by faith. Quit living, quit, quit living, quit living your life by reason. We've got to have the fear of the Lord. If we want wisdom, we've got to have the fear of the Lord. If we want security, we have to have the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's kept his promise to my wife and I. We're doing fine. We don't have a whole lot. But guess what? We're living. Yeah. 
I'm a happy man. How many of you are happy? Yeah. If you're not, then you must be miserable. You need to have a paradigm shift. So it says, fear before him, all the earth, the world also shall be stable, that it be not moved. Okay, so when he said stable, he means it's going to stand. It's going to stand erect. It's going to be rendered secure. It's going to be fastened. Uh, you want the Lord show me about some of you? This is the kingdom of heaven. This platform represents the kingdom of heaven right here. As I'm up here, I'm, I'm in the kingdom of heaven. Both my feet firmly planted. But here's some of us. We got one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom of heaven. It don't work. Something's going to happen. And something is probably already happening. That's why the Lord laid this on my heart. You can't live a double life. That's right. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to have more stable footing, if you want to stand sure, if you want to be amen, secure, guess what? Get both feet in the kingdom of heaven. And to all of you that are backslidden in your heart. Woo! Heed the words of the Apostle Paul. He said, Stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. Stand fast. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. That's right. Let me tell you something. I'll just totally be frank with, with all of you here. God called you all here. Yes. That's the reason why you're here yes. in the millions. Right. So you need to be obedient to his calling. Yes. If he called you here, you need to be here. Don't turn your back on God and go back the other direction. He's just brought you out of all that all that life of sin and that's what he's trying to do why is it we think that you know let me tell you something God doesn't make no mistakes but you know what happens we're the ones that turn our back on him and then we ask ourselves the question this then we put it on him he says well why I made a mistake no you yes you made a mistake by turning your back on God Bible says, David said this, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. That's where some of you were. He brought you up out of a horrible pit. Whatever you were engulfed in, whatever you were overwhelmed in, whatever you were buried in, he brought you out. He said, and set my feet upon a rock. Yes. And established my goings. In other words, you're standing secure in Jesus. 
something. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be. I'm, I'm glad that the Lord revealed truth to me. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I'm saved. How about you? Yeah. I'm glad I'm saved because not everybody understands yeah. it. That's right. Not everybody knows it. That's right. People can't even interpret the scripture clearly. Yeah. They're confused. Yeah. And it's because they, they do not have the Holy Ghost like we have it. So all of you that are not entreating the Spirit of God, you will always be alienated. The devil likes to say to you, say, hey, I, I don't, you don't belong there. He's given you an invitation to come into his house. Obviously, he wants you here. Yes. But it's up to you to keep on coming back out here. Yes. Yes. It's up to you to keep on frequenting yes. the house of God. Yes. It's up to you to keep coming into his presence. Yes. The more you do, the more you're going to be settled and rooted and grounded. So he says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. I'm, I'm reading Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Amen. Now, here, here's something interesting. The Lord took me to this, morning, this morning. I was looking at that. I said, Lord, what is it? What is it about this scripture verse? He said, as ye have therefore received the Lord. Can anybody elaborate on what Paul is talking about. As you have therefore received the Lord. Guess what? What did you receive? When you repented of your sins. The word told you to repent. The word told you to be baptized in his name for the remission of your sins. The word told you that you were going to be filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. That's what the word says. So you receive that as ye have therefore received the Lord. In other words, a Holy Ghost filled experience. So walk ye in him. In other words, walk in the spirit. After the time you receive it, walk in the spirit. Don't walk in the flesh. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. Boy, the devil would sure like you to get carnal. So he says, so walking in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith. That's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. Amen. Let me tell you something. The devil is a liar. Yes. You can live for God. Yes. You can live a godly yes. life. You can even live a life without sin. Yes. As ye have been taught, abounding therein with Thanksgiving. This is a good one here. Yeah. This is a good one here. Listen to this. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. Let me, let me uh, here's another part of this. Man, I tell you what, it's beautiful. But I want to I put this into, uh, I want to help you to understand that a little bit more. Maybe some of you don't really fully comprehend what Paul is saying here. But let, let me read it to you. Ephesians chapter 3. We'll start with verse number uh, 17, somewhere around there. Uh, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Does everybody see that? Yes. Yeah. 
that ye may dwell in your heart by faith. That ye being rooted, everybody see that? Yes. Rooted and grounded in love. Wow. Rooted and grounded in love. Okay? So he says, may be able to comprehend with all saints that you can comprehend with all saints. Alright? What is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height? So when you're rooted and grounded in love, guess what? You will be able to comprehend with all saints. What did he say? Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. The breadth. Yes. The length. Yes. The depth and the height. I mean, let me tell you something. God isn't boring. There's more to him than we can ever imagine. knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Yes. Okay, let me break this down a little bit now. I'm going to be reading to you out of uh, the, the Amplified Version. Christ, may Christ through your faith dwell, actually dwell, settle down, abide, make his permanent home in your hearts. May you be rooted deep in love and founded securely on love. That you may have the power and be strong to apprehend and grasp with all the saints of God, God's devoted people, the experience of that love, which is the breadth and length and height and depth of it. Okay, now here's the, listen to this now. This is, this is where I believe some of us have a problem. <coughs> That you may really come to know practically through experience for yourself the love of Christ. Through experience. Through experience. Okay, listen to this. Through experience for yourselves the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. Yes. In other words, it's not just the intellectual knowledge. Amen. It's the heart knowledge. Huh? I believe that's some of our problems. We might intellectually say, oh, I love God. But guess what? Your heart is far from Him. So you need to experience the true love of God. Where you're in love with Him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
My, 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 my. You think about that, saints. Who was it asked me about love the other day? So I gave him scriptures on love. He asked me of the different kinds, the various loves, and I, and I gave him scripture on, on the different loves. Of course, there's the love between a man and a woman, the love between parents and the children, and then the love between uh, God and man, the agape, the deepest love. And then the, the, the love of a friend, filio. But you know what God wants to have wants us to have a God yes. He doesn't want us just to have that filial love. Oh, he's That's just right. my friend. That's right. He wants you to have that deep, intimate love. He wants you to have that agape love. That's what he means. We can experience that. When you experience that, guess what? Everything that you go through in life, you're gonna have security. You're gonna have assurance because you know that you love God. God loves you. He's gonna take care of you. Why is that important? Well, we're still talking about wisdom and knowledge. Shall be the stability of thy times. Time for us to not be shaken so easily. Yes, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Isaiah says this in Isaiah. 54, 14. He says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. This is that stability. Righteousness. In righteousness shalt thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Amen. Amen. So when you're established, if you're, if you're established, you're rooted, you're grounded, you're steadfast, you're going to be far from oppression. Yeah. Oppression won't have any effect on you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Some of you that are oppressed and you let the devil come in and, and just put them thoughts on you, guess what? If you're walking in righteousness, if you're walking in love, you're going to be yeah. even planted in the Lord. It's not going to bother you. You're not going to be tormented. Here, here's something. Let me, let, let me just kind of uh, put things into perspective a little bit more clear for you. Uh, you ever notice this? This is the truth now. This is the truth. When you're tormented, it's because you're living in darkness. Huh? You ever wonder why it is now? I know some of you are tormented. I feel, the reason why I felt that is because that spirit came up, brushed up against me. Some of you are tormented. Yes, Jesus. And, and you know what? You want to blame God? No, he's not the one for your torment. That's right. That's right. That's right. If we don't have perfect love, guess what? We're going to be fearful. But perfect love casts out fear. That's right. So if we love God, guess what? If you love God and you, you, you come to him, you won't be tormented anymore. That's right. I've never known anybody that to allow the Holy Ghost to have liberty in their life to be tormented. Yes. Amen. Yes. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Woo 
I'm saying this because I'm speaking the truth to you in love. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. I'm speaking the truth in love. Yes, Lord. Don't be offended by what I'm saying. Obviously, God wants you to be delivered. Right. Obviously, Amen. God wants you to be healed. Amen. Obviously, he wants you to be saved. That's yeah. why you're hearing this. That's right. Amen. And if you feel righteous indignation, it's because the Lord is mad at the devil, yeah. not you. Amen. In righteousness thou shalt be established, thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Man, I tell you what, I'm feeling it up here. I'm feeling it up here. of the action just you're all over huh yeah and you're, you're, you're holding on for dear life yes. huh? why because you don't want to fall that's, right. that's the kind of uh mentality we ought to have when the devil comes against us when the world comes against us it's trying to do it to get you to fall sharing this this uh, this experience with some of the brethren the other day we were building uh, the elderly elderly apartments the complexes on the Rosebud Reservation we built three of them we built one in Mission we built one in Rosebud and we built one in, in St. Francis these great big massive apartments I think 10 apartments on each end so 20 each apartment then in the center was kind of like a area where they could all come together to, you know like a like a fellowship hall where they can you know eat and stuff in there so we were building these and i think that project took us about three years 
uh, besides homes that we were building, we were out there. And, and we had this superintendent, he was really uh, one of those kind of guys that just never gave you a break for nothing. And uh, he would always come up there and just really, I mean, we were, we, we were doing a good job, but there he comes. He just wants to make, your, make you miserable. And uh, if, if you were a 64th of an inch off, he'd say, hey, 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 what the He'd get his tape measure and go across there and look at, oh, you guys a little bit off over here. That's the kind of guy he was. And everything was okay. We were, we were roofing one, one day and it snowed. This was probably in the winter time and it snowed and we were in St. Francis and there was snow on the ground and, and we got there and, and we were trying to finish that roof up there, get it all sheeted, covered in, so snow won't you know, get down inside the, the rooms that we were uh, in, in, the, in the apartments there. So there we were on top and, and it was snow and we were trying to somehow make it to where we could move around up there on that. And that's hard to walk on the roof on sheeting when there's snow. I mean, it's like, you take one step and you're going like this and anyway he comes up there and there he is when he comes up like oh, here comes Dave just puts him in that mood and that's the first thing he started off make sure blah, blah, blah. yeah yeah we know we already got it done so anyway he starts heading back down and guess what happens he slips and there he goes sliding starts sliding off that roof and he started building up momentum and there he was trying to grab everything couldn't grab nothing. Everything was slick, and everybody's, and he would go, ah, oh, help, help, and there goes, shoom, oh. boom. Good thing there was snow on the ground. Oh. He was all right. <laughs> but here's the thing: he was desperately trying to save himself. Yeah. He was trying to reach for whatever he could grab. Yeah. Even on that smooth surface, he was trying to grab it somehow yeah. before he went over that edge. You know what? Some of you are That's on right. that smooth surface. Put yourself in danger. And that's where you're going right now. There's no, you won't be able to stop yourself. If you get off of that slope that you're walking on. Are you listening to me? if I say all oh, the church is just going to be in this perfect state of, of revival and yes. nothing's going to happen to us until the Lord comes and then boom, we're out of here. Yes. We're in for some, yeah. some times up ahead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Lord. Amen. We're in for some times up ahead. I'm praying and I'm asking God, Lord, give me wisdom. Amen. Give me discernment, Lord. Amen. Help us through this time. Lead us yes. by your spirit, Lord, that we can live. And I know we can live through these times. Yes. I know we can survive. Are you yes. listening to yes. me? I know he's called us to be a light. Yes. And so God, do what we can. And you know what? Here's the thing. This whole world is going to be shaken. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that we're seeing right now, everything we're experiencing, that's just a shaking. It's, and it's going to even get more intense. And yes. we think this is it. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. It's going to get even more intense. Yes. Hallelujah, Jesus. So that's why we need 
the Lord. Yes. That's why we need, amen, wisdom yes. and knowledge. Amen. Because they're going to be the stability of our times. Scripture says in Hebrews 12, chapter 12, let's go there. I'm almost done. Time goes by too fast, it seems like. Amen. And, um, Hebrews 12, look what it says. In verse number, uh, we'll start with 25. It says, uh, See that ye refuse not him that speaketh, for if they escape not who refused him that spake on earth, how much more shall not we escape if we turn away him that speaketh from heaven? Man. Of course, he's talking about when the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai, they heard all that the thunder and the lightning and the trumpets and all that rumbling and voice of God coming out of those thick clouds. He spoke on earth. But guess what? Now he's speaking from heaven. He's speaking from heaven. So he says, he says, and this word which, and this word yet once more signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as the things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Let me tell you something. The Lord is forewarning us. It's going to be a shaking. And everything's going to be shaken. And the only things that are going to be, remain are those who have stability. Hallelujah. My, my, my. Last but not least, Psalm 16. This is what we all need to do. Psalm 16, verse number 8. He said, I have set the Lord always before me. I have set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. My, my, my. Saints of God. I appreciate the Lord, man. He's good. Yes, he is. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He hath filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. I fear the Lord is his treasure. Thank you very much. Well, I don't know if it's supposed to be a slight more chillier this evening, but uh, we're still going to have church. Amen. Amen.
prayer will be at 6 and then service at 6.30. So thank you for your for coming this morning. Thank you for coming out in the cold. And Lord willing, we'll see everybody this evening. God bless you. Have a good day. Amen.